The Connected Hospital is a podcast that covers current topical news and trends about health IT, new technologies in the industry, and the challenges faced in today's fast-paced hospital and healthcare environment. This podcast is targeted for health IT leaders inside and outside of the hospital. Now for our host, John Mason, and today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is John Mason with the Connected Hospital podcast. We're a series that focuses on current healthcare IT trends, new technologies, and some of the challenges that we face in today's fast-paced healthcare environment. Uh, today's uh, podcast interview is going to be a good one. It's an uh, interview with Abhi Sharma from a company called Loyal Health. And Abhi is the uh, vice president of product, so he really helps set direction for Loyal. Um, and Loyal's a pretty interesting company, so they're very much focused on patient engagement, patient loyalty, and and uh, that patient experience. So I'm going to spend a little time today talking with Abhi about uh, uh, patient experience and why that's important in today's healthcare environment. Uh, we're going to get some sense of uh, how the, how they're trying to solve that problem, because um, as you all know, it's not like it used to be, and, and truly we're being measured on how we in the hospital systems uh, compare to an Amazon or, a, as I said in the podcast interview, the Hyatt. Um, everybody expects the same uh, level of service now. And so we'll be talking a little bit about that with Abby. So uh, thanks for being here today. For most consumers, the search for a healthcare provider is a frustrating maze of bewildering choices and unanswered questions. And they really want to hear what other patients have to say in order to make a decision with confidence. With Loyal's Empower solution, you have the tools to do just that. Empower your patients, the patient, and provide a solution. Maximizing star ratings while introducing deeper insights into what patients really are saying about their experience. You could sort, approve, and publish patient reviews of physicians, services, and even practices using some of the intelligent features like auto-approval and syntax highlighting. To learn more, visit them online at loyalhealth.com. And so uh, just want to first, uh, Abby, say thanks for, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, uh, I always like to let you tell a little bit about yourself, um, kind of give us some background on uh, where you came from, how you got to where you are today, and um, how long you've been in the industry and things like that. Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, so I have, a, I have a technology background. I'm an engineer by trade and kind of moved into software engineering, uh, moved to New York for a little bit, uh, worked for NBC and Pivotal Labs, and then went to go work for a startup in uh, the Bitcoin space. Uh, so interesting. Okay. That may be a whole nother podcast for us. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I I was in early. So I got, I got paid in Bitcoin, um, for a long time. My my wife wasn't too thrilled about it, but she's happy. She's happier now, now that she knows the price of it. So, um, worked there for a little bit. And then I, I actually worked with Chad, who's our founder at Loyal Health before in Atlanta. And he had moved to New York and we'd stayed in touch. And Chad was telling me about, you know, starting up, um, you know, a company in healthcare and joined them. And here we are. Okay. Well, so vice president of product, what is, uh, what, what is that role? What, what does that mean for folks that aren't in the, the software industry? What does a vice president of product do? I would say it's relatively new in terms of how product is perceived in the marketplace, especially how it relates to, to software. But you know, most software companies, you know, they have a lot of engineering behind them. But at the end of the day, um, user experience and how the product fits into what it's trying to accomplish is also very, very important. It's a technical role, 
but it's a little bit different than, you know, like what code base are we using or what language are we programming in or those kinds of questions. It's more about what problem are we trying to solve and how are we going to achieve that with technology? And so that's where sort of product has developed. And, you know, my role within Loyal is to make sure that we build the right things. So a lot of my, I spend about half my time thinking about engineering and design and all the things that relate to building software. But the rest of the time I'm talking to the industry and making sure that, you know, we're solving the right problems. So you're almost uh, creating and navigating a roadmap then for the product to some degree. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Roadmap is a very common term for for my role. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, so tell us about Loyal. What is Loyal and what problem are you solving in the the marketplace today? So Loyal is um, really about helping health systems be better about their patient digital experience. And so health systems, you know, we've always felt like health systems own the actual relationship with the patient, right? Um, And that starts with the doctor-patient relationship, but it sort of extends into the health system space in general. And, you know, we started as a very small company just publishing um, patient reviews using CAP survey data. And as we did that and got a few more clients and listened to their problems, we learned that there's a lot of different mediums where patients are sort of communicating with health systems. A lot of that lives on the health system website, but a lot of that lives in other places too, right? On social media or search or wherever else. And um, trying to trying to make that experience a little bit better for the health system so that they can focus on what they're really, really good at, which is clinical care, right? Patient mm-hmm. care is what they're good at. And what we're trying to do is just make sure that we give them the tools that they can use um, just to make that experience better for patients. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, always, before I do things like this, I get on and kind of do some reading up on loyal and, you know, <laughs> one of the, one of the ideas that, uh, that kind of themes that I saw was this idea of patient loyalty, obviously loyal. Uh, and you mentioned patient experience, um, has something changed? Uh, you know, because if you think back 15 years ago, obviously, you know, we didn't have the social media influence, but, what else is what else do you think's changed in the industry that now we need the loyal health of the world? Oh man. Um, <laughs> such a great question. I, I think that loyalty has been around in healthcare for a while. And so I think all that's changed is the medium that we're using to achieve that loyalty, right? Like I know my so my wife is actually um, going into med school. She started late, but she decided later on in life that she wanted to be a doctor. And so she's applying to med school. And if you if you know about the Hippocratic Oath, you know that part of the saying of the Hippocratic Oath is, you know, not only do you treat the ill, but you also protect their privacy. You also teach other medical professionals how to, you know, engage in privacy. And that relationship aspect of it has always been around, like uh, between the doctor and the patient, right? Like you're you're loyal to your doctor because your doctor's great and your doctor's a person that listens to you and hears your problems and takes care of you. And that's like a relationship that has strong bonds. And I think that we, you know, as we've grown in the industry, as the industry is sort of, you know, health systems have thought of clinics and it's gone from little mom and pop shop doctors to a little bit more of like a corporate feel that relationship is still there with the doctor, but now that extends into the health system. So the health system kind of has to own a little bit of that that loyalty experience that 
that idea of like, you know, when you come to our health system, not only do you see the doctor, but you see us as a health system. Right. And, right. and I think that that's really, you know, that's really what we're, where we're at. Like, so experience is just a part of the loyalty, right? Because if the experience isn't good and that trust and that loyalty kind of diminishes. And so we're really trying to, trying to help force that gap and technology has just exploded, right? Like it's just, there's just so much of it that's new and we're having a hard time, like keeping up with all the different mediums that exist. Well, and that's a great point. You know, I was, as you were talking about that, I was thinking how, you know, as you talk about the idea of experience and, you know, it used to be that hospitals would say, well, how you interact with us is how you interact with us. And your expectations should be that way. And of course, you know, what is it, 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you started hearing people say, you know, you can't compare yourself only to other hospitals. You've got to compare yourself to Amazon and uh, the, the Marriott and the Hyatt, you know, all those different other kinds of interactions. And it w- it's difficult for some people because in the industry, they go, but, but we're not a hotel or we're not selling a widget. Um, but yet, so what you're kind of saying is the, it seems like is the recognition is there that I want my experience with a hospital or a doctor to be as easy as me ordering something on Amazon prime and it shows up tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much harder too. like, I, I, we, we use, we use the Delta example a lot. So we fly Delta here out of Atlanta um, Mm -hmm. quite a bit and Delta only has to worry about one experience, which is you getting from destination A to destination B. So like everything is streamlined around that one experience. The problem in healthcare is there's 200 specialties and, you know, 10 or 15 different ways that person, you know, getting whatever they need to get done from a, from a care side. And so what is the experience that you're you know, optimizing for? Like the happy path for your for your customer, your patient is much, much more complex in a health system than it is in pretty much any other industry. So, yeah, it's, well, there's so many different people involved, right? I mean, you think about the, I think to this Amazon example and, you know, granted what Amazon is doing isn't difficult, right? It's they're taking a product and they're getting it to your house and I'm making it easy for you to buy it. They don't have to explain all the how the widget was made in the background or where that product came from. They just get it all to you in one spot. But it's so hard in healthcare, I think, because you've got so many different people who have to deliver a very specialized piece of that delivery. And by nature, they don't talk that well, right? I just I just did a whole uh, a podcast with about interoperability and, you know, this idea of why don't they talk well? And, and some of it's by design and some of it's just by the fact that we don't have anybody helping get us there. Yeah. Data interop- interoperability is, it's right. so crucial. I, I think it's, it's going to be a big part of the industry in the next five, 10 years. It's just systems that can talk to each other. By, by the way, have you ever, uh, have you ever seen that video that's out there that says if the airlines were run like the hospital system, um, if you haven't, go Google that sometime and look on YouTube. And it's a great video. And it's this guy trying to fly from, I don't know, Chicago to Seattle or something. And and uh, all the number of different phone calls he had to make. And the one that always got me was, um, yeah, I need to fly out to Seattle on this day uh, for my brother's wedding. And the lady on the phone goes, well, we have we have a flight available on these other dates that weren't the day he needed to be there. He goes, well, you don't understand. I have to be there for this date. Well, sir, we don't have availability. And so he gets through that whole mess. And then she's like, well, would you like to pay for your gas now 
or would you like to have a bill sent for the gas? And he goes, that's not included in the f- ticket. And so that whole idea, right? It's this, all these different people that even in other industries like airline, you've got baggage handlers and food handlers and fuel and all these things. They figured out how to bring it into one thing. And yet in healthcare, we're still yeah. dispersing everything. No, it's hard. It's hard. And yeah, like if you think about the history of it, you start to understand why decisions were made and when, you know, who made them. And it makes sense like 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you, you made scheduling decisions based on the doctor and you right. know, what, the, what the doctor wanted to see or do and how the sort of the schedule lined up for that clinic. And it doesn't make sense when that clinic, you know, coexists with 50 other clinics. Well, now we have a scheduling problem. Right. So are, are you seeing in, in this industry then this idea of patient loyalty is, is are people actually making different decisions now based on their experiences than, because in the past you didn't have a lot of choice. You just used the system you used. Um, is the, are you seeing that people are actually changing their choices because of the way they're interacting? I would say there's still a lot of everything involved. And when I say everything, I mean, at the, at the core of it, you still have a relationship with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think health systems understand like your primary care doctor, if you like him or her, it sort of starts there. And now you're part of that health system. Right. And so everything you do, you, you sort of, if, if that relationship is good and all the experiences you put around that relationship as a health system is good, then when you get into real trouble, let's say you get sick and you get referred to some specialist in the same health system, you're probably going to continue that sort of trust, right? Right. I think where you'll start to see some differences is now when people get referred to a specialist, they'll also Google on their own, right? They'll go and say, well, I have this thing and I need to like kind of check what, what that is. And, you know, they may get a second opinion or whatever the case may be. And so the experiences now can be compared, right? Like I can go and compare the experiences of like the people I talked to about my, to get my opinions on or whatever I needed to do. And so as soon as that comparison happens, you need to think about the experience end to end. Like you can't just only focus on the clinical side because now people are comparing you without even actually going in to the doctor. And so I think there is a decision factor there that we can't ignore. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it starts with the doctor and the relationship they have with the patient and then kind of expanding it from there. But I, but I would say, I think, to your point, I do have more opportunities to share my experience too, right? Than I used to, um, you know, it used to be if, (laughs) if you had a bad experience with a hospital because the doctor sent you there, you could go complain to administration. You might tell a few family members, but it really didn't have any impact much beyond that because there was no reach. And now all of a sudden, um, you know, I would kind of joke sometimes everybody's a, a Yelp food critic now, right? I mean, they, they, uh, they their reach can be pretty broad, which I I guess has some good implications, but it also has some kind of terrifying implications too, right? Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Yelp, but again, well, my <laughs> well, I mean, I use that as an example, right? But there's but but it's happening. Hospitals are dealing with that. Yeah, no, absolutely, they have to deal with it. It's there, and and just verified patients. Like, how do you know if they're a verified patient? I mean, that's one of the hardest challenges that they have to kind of deal with, and. Obviously, HIPAA and PHI and all those other parts. 
Hey everybody, this is Reed Smith. And this is Chris Boyer. And we are co-hosts on a show called Touchpoint, which is a podcast that's dedicated to the discussions on digital marketing and online patient engagement strategies, not only for just hospitals, but health systems and physician practices. In every episode, we'll dive deep into a variety of topics on digital tools, solutions, strategies, and other things that are impacting the healthcare industry today. And while you listen to this show, we would certainly love you to check out ours. All you have to do is swing on over to touchpoint.health for more information, and also some of the other shows that are featured on the Touchpoint Media Network. Yeah, there's this whole, there's this whole, um, I don't know, you know, of course, that's a whole nother podcast in itself too, which is social media's impact on healthcare. But, um, you know, this idea that there's some real benefits to it, but there's some real dangers. And, um, you know, this, this one person who truly wasn't a patient or who um, somehow is able to wield some influence to the negative, maybe that isn't accurate. And how do you recover from it? So yeah, yeah uh, it's interesting. So based on, um, I'll be based on kind of what you're doing then. So since we are kind of a healthcare IT podcast, tell me a little bit about the technologies that you guys are using, um, to help with this experience. We have a couple different products out there. One is called empower. We publish patient survey data to your website. The other is guide, which is our hybrid AI live chat chatbot. In both cases, we're using um, a couple of different things to help us out. From the AI side, uh, we're using a ton of machine learning to try to understand what, what patients are actually asking about on your health system website. So one of the funny things that we've noticed is if people come to your website, um, what are they actually trying to do? And the hard part about trying to understand what people are trying to do is you either have to sort of look at your analytics and figure out you know, where are people clicking on? What are people doing? But a lot of times people will sort of access your website at a page that you didn't even know how they got there, right? They either searched something on Google or Bing or wherever, and they kind of navigated right. there already. And so if they get stuck there, what were they really coming in for? And why were they not able to find what they were able to find? So we've been able to utilize machine learning, basically just doing some nice natural language processing to be able to ask people what, what they're looking for. And then we try to take all that health system data that, that the health systems already have and then mm-hmm. ans- answer if we can. So we're, we build these sort of complicated dialogue flows and we do machine learning and we match it up with the proper dialogue flow and give them back a response. You know, And if they're not able to answer the question or if the bot's not able to answer the question, it basically warm hands off to a live chat agent if, if that is actually hooked up with um, the contact center mm-hmm. or whoever else may. Maybe okay. able to answer that. So, um, all right. So that's so that's interesting. So you're not only providing information to the folks in the health system on um, what their patients are saying, feeling, doing, but also you're interacting directly with the patient and trying to help drive the conversation a bit. Yes, absolutely. And, and okay. patients, um, you know, at least from the questions that we see, they ask complicated questions, which is. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, typically, like, like you know, sometimes I think a lot. Of, uh, you'll, you'll people will have examples of when we started a year ago. We were, we were sort of like saying, well, people might say like I'm I have the flu or I'm I have a cold, and they might want to try to figure out how to get to the right place. Right? They're trying to access either a location or, or a doctor, or maybe they're looking for a doctor. But what people are really asking are like sort of a little bit more nuanced, complicated questions. Like they may like tell you a little bit about their life before like at the end of the day asking like where's the nearest clinic you know right and um 
So part of it's just, you know, doing a better job of training our model and understanding how to do natural language processing better. But also it's about understanding that, you know, people sort of have different variables that affect the decision they're going to make. You know, it's not going to be a very easy um, path to figuring out what, where the person's trying to find their nearest location or, you know, helping them get their medical records or whatever. Right. So, so it's not, it's not the simple questions anymore. Like you used to go to a webpage and the idea was what's your location? What's my driving directions? That type of thing. It's, or here's a basic symptom. I have a stomach ache. What could it be? You're, you're, you're getting a lot more complexity and interaction now. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And we found that actually the feedback loop has been, you know, some of the more interesting side effects of, of having guide on your website. Like we've things like people will ask, you know, Oh, I'm just curious if there are pictures about the new facility and, you know, like, so we had a health system, they had mm-hmm. a new cancer facility and people started asking questions about that. And what's funny is that we were able to, you know, give that feedback, you know, surface that feedback back to the, to the marketing team at the health system. And they took pictures and put it on the website, right? Because yeah. people want to see that. And they didn't. And they probably didn't know that otherwise. Yeah. They probably didn't know that otherwise. So people are asking curious questions. Um, they usually know they're talking to a bot, but because I think people are kind of used to talking to bots. And I think that's a growing space. Like just like humans conversing with machines is just this weird dichotomy that's happening in, in 2018. And right. people are sort of used to it. So and, and you say you're talking about a chat version, right? Where you're typing and they're, it's typing back, that type of thing. Not, yeah. a, not an audio, not an audio bot per se. Not voice, but not, it's similar. Yeah. You know, when you're talking to Siri or you're talking to Google, um, you're, you're still like, you're sort of gaming the system a little bit because you probably mm-hmm. understand how the bots, you know, like interpreting you. Right. So you're like gaming it and you, we can see that people will type a question one way. Our bot, you know, maybe stumbles a little bit, but they'll ask it a different way because they know they're talking to the bot and they'll get the right answer. And we're, it's interesting because that's sort of the same way it used to work with search, right? Like you type in a query, you sort of understand the results weren't what you were looking for. So you sort of re-enter that query and we're doing the same thing, but at a much cooler level because we're doing it conversationally and we're learning a lot more about how people are asking those questions. That'd be fascinating to know what the demographics are behind that too, because I, I, I can't imagine that folks who are later in their life are as savvy with, well, maybe if I ask that a different way, I'll get the answer I'm looking for, you know? So it, that'd be an interesting demographics of who's using it and, you know, which ones know how to adapt. Really interesting. I think some of the other things that we're looking at too, are moving to like serverless and like GraphQL and some different types of querying of our, of like this, the large schema that exists in a health system, right? Like you have all this complicated structure of your data, like you have providers and locations and service lines and specialties and how do I query that in a really efficient manner so that I surface the right results, whether it's through a conversational bot or whether it's through my search or whether, whatever way that actually, you know, surfaces in, in the UI, you know, how do we do that? So I think some of the new things that are coming out there from a technology standpoint, we can utilize um, on these like complicated schemas on the back end and like build really great products from it. Huh? So, well, uh... You know, we could probably go on for a long time. I, one one last question for you, and and um, I'm kind of curious. So, you know, the the folks listening um, are 
pretty sophisticated. A lot of them are technology based. But, you know, one of the things that we often struggle with is how do you make a an ROI on something like this? What, um, how would you, if you were, if you were in a panel right now and there was a room full of CIOs and they were saying, look, we need, we need to start implementing this stuff. Uh, but let's say that perhaps the CFO is kind of pushing back and saying, well, what's the ROI? What's the, what's the, the thing you would tell them that's the most important for them to share with hospital administration about why they need to be doing this? Um, you know, what's the thing that's going to sell the idea that we really do have to start focusing on this patient loyalty? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, I think that what I would tend to look at and ask the right questions about, um, it's different health system, health system, but you know, what, what are you, you know, like, let's say, take your contact center, right? Like the number that people dial, like, what are, what are those questions about? And can you offload some of those questions you know, that people are asking, which are taking up your people's time um, right. and focus on the people that are actually asking questions about access and actually getting into your health system right. and scheduling and things. Right. Because, you know, your people who are operational, who are at the forefront of that conversation, you know, they understand who, who has the next appointment available and what the capacity is, right? Like, it's not just about who is, who's available next. It's about, right well, which doctor is actually being underutilized? Right. Uh, and so those are going to drive your, you know, if you were talking about revenue and you're talking about you know, either bottom line or top line, those are the things you want to focus on. And I think right now there's a lot of questions that get asked that detract from that. And if we can solve some of those easy questions, low-hanging fruit, you can start to focus on some of those bigger access questions, which we also want to help on, right? Like Great point. And we want to focus on, so we're building the tools to help offload those questions, but in the future, we're also looking at building tools that are going to really help surface the right things for your business. And you, that, that's going to that's going to be different system to system because not every system has you know not every system has urgent care, not every system has right. that's right you know specialties that may not exist. So like your your business goals are going to be different. Um, I think being able to control your business goals through your patient experience tools is going to be an important thing to look at when you're when you're looking at software that's going to help you do this. Well, and this whole idea of value-based care, right? As as reimbursement changes, um, getting people to the right level of care that takes effort. And so, as you said, if you can offload some of those simple things, like, "Hey, where's the pictures of you know X or the new facility or or how do I get there?" Offload some of that so that the folks you're you're using are are focused on the the more important questions that that's really where it should be. So that's a great, great set of uh, recommendations. You know, Avi, thank you for some time today. I really appreciated uh, you joining me. And, and uh, I think this has been really fascinating, you know, patient loyalty, patient satisfaction is a, uh, it's a difficult thing, especially for folks who aren't more marketing savvy. Um, but uh, you know, it sounds like you're using, you're, you're doing a neat blend between the marketing and the technology and the healthcare all combined. So nice. I've really appreciated it. It's been some great insight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Well, you bet. So uh, thank you again for being here and folks, thanks for joining today. Um, this is John Mason. And as we've mentioned at the outset, we've been talking to Abhi Sharma, who's the vice president of product for Loyal Health. Uh, the website will have some Additional information if you want to read more about Loyal or or reach out to Abby. And uh, Abby, thanks again. Have a great day. Yeah, take care. Bye. 
This show is made possible in part by the Social Health Institute. Through research and partnerships with healthcare organizations around the country, the Social Health Institute explores new and innovative ways for hospitals, healthcare organizations to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategy. To learn more about the Social Health Institute, visit them online at socialhealthinstitute.com. That's socialhealthinstitute.com. I hope you'll continue to come back, rate the program, review it, uh, let folks know about it, and and uh, we'll bring you some great, uh, great conversations. And if you have some things you want to hear in particular, let us know, and we'll be happy to, uh, to try to get those guests or get those particular topics on board. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.